Welcome to Invest Stories, a podcast about real stories, real estate, and taking real action. Join hosts John Cooper and Kyle Robertson as they talk investing, mindset, and taking that first step. We all have a story. What's yours? The Invest Stories Podcast. Welcome to Wednesday Wins. We're talking all about the wins and successes and uh, failures in part of our, our guests today, but also actions you can take to get started on your journey or level up kind of where you're at in your investing journey. Uh, so we're super excited to bring you that, that content. Don't forget to jump on social media and reach out to us, Investories Pod, uh, on Instagram, on TikTok. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel link in the comments uh below and uh yeah you know let us know how you're winning today how things are going and uh if you're like um i i really like the the phrase you used earlier which was the hole was already dug uh i guess you were talking physically but like i guess metaphorically that's quite interesting that kind of we've we've gone this far um in terms of wins and losses and or, or kind of lessons learned actually is probably the better one what what are the kind of best lessons you've you've kind of learned through your uh investing journey Oh my God. Um, lessons learned. Well, I mean, we talked about this earlier, Kyle, you know, with your, your spouse of just doing the roles and responsibilities and, and trying to be on that right page with your, uh, with your spouse and also avoiding the burnout. So I think it's really important, you know, to, to, it, I, I respect the grind people who work on their business all the time, but you really have to take the time to relax and disconnect um, because, and, and take a vacation. Cause I think that as entrepreneurs and as people who, um, you know, as entrepreneurs in general, I think that we just need more vacation time because our minds are always rolling. They're always happening. So to take time with family is, is really important, uh, because we did, we did learn the hard way from that right through burnouts. Um, and, um, what else in terms of, business mindset like I could talk mindset for a while I'm actually writing a book right now and I'm, I'm almost done I'm ready to launch this soon um so I'd have to I, I feel like I have to take out my book and like read through it because I talk about that but now it's not coming to me um, that's a great great segue into books because you know in this business it seems like a lot of us are readers and you mentioned a little bit earlier oh, yeah. that you're a reader as well to put you on the spot you know, if I could ask you to throw out a couple of titles, you know, something that's maybe been impactful for you and uh, what titles would you share with our audience? Well, the the most common and almost annoying one that everyone hears about is a rich dad, poor dad. It's, it's like a thing. I think it's like a rite of passage for every investor here. Um, so obviously that one was a big uh, shocker because we were... We were building our third property uh, when I was about to lose it. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. You know, uh, it was too much. And uh, my husband was like, okay, let's take a vacation. Let's relax. So we went on a vacation and he kind of slipped that book to me during the trip. And it's like, you should read this, babe. And so I read it and at the end of the trip. It's like, oh my God, let's do this. <laughs> so that one was definitely an impactful one. And to anyone who starts, I tell them, read this book first, then let's talk. Um, after that, a one other that really uh, helped me was the, um, uh, it's a Canadian book. So obviously it's probably not really beneficial to like the U.S. Uh, people who are listening, but it's about the market downturn and the market cycles. And it's written by Don Campbell. It's 
I don't remember the title. Um, I can I can find it there in a couple minutes, but um, it's it talks about the cycles of the markets and and like what to look through, what to look for before a market downturn, uh, what to expect, and kind of how to prepare for it. So I read this before COVID, just before COVID happened. Um, during that winter, I read it and I found a lot of things in there. We were like preparing our portfolio. We're like the, the market's been high for a few years now. I feel like we should be preparing. So we did a couple things to prepare a portfolio for it. And then COVID happened. You're like, oh my God, like it's a good thing that we were, you know, we were, we had read that book, but then the market kept going up, which is, didn't, I didn't think that's what it was going to happen. Uh, but you know, I think that one was a really good book. And I think even though, even if you're in the US, it's a good book to read because the market cycles are the same whether you're in Canada or, or in the States, right? Um, so I'll find that title and I'll uh, I'll let you guys know in a couple of minutes there. We can circle back to that. And there's a there's a book, very similar book by Jay Scott, and I can't remember the title of that, but I've just been finished listening to it. And it's all about the, the cycle of the market, the peaks, the lows, and how to um kind of make the most of those peaks and, and troughs so that's kind of interesting and we need to kyle we need a, a button or a, a noise when rich dad poor dad's mentioned right oh that's a good yeah. and I, i'm the same i'm the same it was, uh, <laughs> it was the one i read that, that cl- uh, clicked with me um we've asked yeah. this question a few times kyle right which is why that book yes what what is it in that book that kind of resonates it, it, to me it was just realizing how um, just, just the f- how like education and stuff, it's not all that it's cracked up to be. And, and as much, and that's not true because I am a very big advocate of, of staying educated. I think it's really, really important to stay educated, especially in the business that you're doing, you know, you, you stay, you, you want to stay up to date with whatever business you're, you're running um, and to always stay educated, never be this, never think you're the smartest person in the room or anything like that. Um, but it's just, like it was an eye opener to see that even though someone may have a huge education that they may not have that income that comes with it too. So, or, or the financial education that comes with it. So it was just the pivot of how to shift your mindset around that and realize that financial education is a thing and you need to study that on its own. Right. (laughs) And creating like, yeah, just investing in general is really important. So my take and I was thinking about this the other day and I need to re-listen to that book or reread it um, my take on it was um, through, throughout school I feel like I was conditioned that over on one side is creativity and arts over on the other side is math business science and the two can never meet and actually what I really think processing and thinking about rich dad poor dad what really got me thinking was that you know there's creativity in business and solving problems and the ability to solve problems is intrinsic to creativity or creativity is intrinsic to solving problems and that's so interlinked with being an entrepreneur being an investor and and that kind of that was never connected at school and that was kind of really interesting yeah yeah Yeah, you're right that was super deep i actually really i like that kind of abstract (laughs) i've had a coffee i'm I'm revved up (laughs) you're good to go that was really good i guess i hadn't thought about it that way that's good I uh, I found the book uh, to its um, uh, Secrets of the Canadian Real Estate Cycle with Don Campbell. So I read that book twice because I just thought that there was a lot of good little nuggets in there, you know, some things to, to keep in mind. Um, on the on the subject of wins, you know, I because I'm so interested in what it is that you and Rob are doing, 
Um, would you be willing or able to, again, putting you on the spot to pick out one of your deals, which has been the most profitable um, or the most success? Maybe, maybe you just love the building so much and it's not the most profitable. Which one of your deals would you consider to be your perfect? And can you talk us through it, such as how much did the lot cost, maybe a price per square footage cost and what you ended up renting these for? Uh, yeah, so um, I could tell you about two deals. Uh, well, one actually was the traditional burr. That one was an amazing, uh, profitable deal. But at the same time, it was just with the timing of the market that we bought it just before the the, the, the peaks of, of the market in COVID there. And then we sold them. Uh, it was a side-by-side duplex. We renovated um, and then we, we severed it and sold off one side and then sold off the other side. And we basically doubled uh, what we had paid for it. Uh, but again, it was just kind of the timing of the market and taking advantage of the high values. Um, for a construction site, I think it was one of our fourplex that we built again during COVID, but we had a lot of, we had the lot purchased uh, for $80,000 and um, that one we had to put in a septic field and the, 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 it's funny because like thinking about it, you think that our cost would have been a lot higher, but for some reason, because Rob was able to get in there and do a lot of work himself, um, we ended up being able to stay at, um, I think cost of construction was about 600000 um, and so, and with that, we even pulled out some money for him to pay him back the money we had set aside for, you know, hiring trades. Um, and it was valued initially we had a lower value because we had it valued before the high peaks again of COVID with COVID that same building right in front, somebody like we, we sold our plans to someone and somebody uh, built the same building in front. He had it evaluated a year later for 300 or 400,000 more than we did. Um, so like it was valued at 1.3, right? So it's almost like if our ARV was at 50% when we built it. Um, so that one was, was really good. And uh, right now they're even, the rents are below market value because again, it was just the timing of the market, but we, we rented the top units for 1650, but they could go for 1900 today. Um, and bottom units are... I have one bottom unit for sixteen fifty because we had a turnover. I was able to raise the rents, and the other one at fifteen hundred. Um, so that one cash flows. It, it cash flows really well. It's a, I think it's about two thousand dollars a month. That's impressive stuff. Um, in terms of if you had to start today, is there anything you'd do differently? Um, and you know you're you're killing it those numbers are amazing so I appreciate that's a loaded question Um, but I guess knowing what you know about the market or or kind of your assumptions of the market is there a different approach you take today? Um, I'm actually pretty happy with how things went we learned from whatever went wrong and I'm happy we did so um, maybe I would have tried to scale quicker um, we, you know, we were taking it easy at first. We were doing single family homes, but it's because we were, we didn't have the, the, uh, the down payments to, to have larger loans to do duplexes and stuff. So like the first time we wanted to build something, we wanted it to be a duplex, but it had to be a single family unit. And we eventually converted to a duplex later, but I, I'm still happy we did it that way because it was our stepping stone. It was our way of forcing ourselves into the investment market. Um, so, but I think, yeah, just trying to scale faster, trying to focus more on doing uh, multifamily because it is quicker to scale 
from multifamilies than it is from uh, single family homes, right? So uh, the first couple of homes we built were singles and we ended up selling those because they weren't profitable enough. But at the same time, we recycled that capital into other deals. Um, so it still made sense. I'm, I'm still happy with all our decisions. Um, but I think I would have hired a property manager faster because that's a game changer. That's lovely. <laughs> um, that and the employee too probably would have done it faster. Yeah. I think that's about it. That's awesome. Um, we want to be mindful of your time. Kyle, is there anything else, any other questions you have? I've got a million of them, but we don't have enough time for them. So no, this has been really great, <laughs> Natalie. We really appreciate you being on. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. I hadn't been on a podcast in a while. I'm happy I you're getting me back into it <laughs> we were glad to pull you back into it and uh yeah no we, we really appreciate you uh hopping on and uh it's it's a it's a great um it's great to kind of talk about the the development process and i think that's where kyle's poking at. kyle maybe we need a season on development Ooh, that'd be a good next one actually i like that <laughs> yeah let's you know do what? that could we just have Nat- natalie we've got to get kick, you back on kicked it off for us this is episode one there you go. <laughs> well, let's not jump the gun, Kyle. We got some uh, some someone in our team is doing production. <laughs> I don't know who, but we, I mean, I, it's weird. Yeah. You know, we make these that videos guy. and then magically they just show up online. I don't even know how they get there. It's so strange. Yeah. Just something yeah, happens. Magic. Something happens. Hire a virtual assistant, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kyle's got me. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Okay. <laughs> Natalie, we'd we'd love to get you back on actually and talk uh, talk construction uh, down the line if that's cool. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Send me a... Yeah, I don't know. For sure, send me a message. We'll make it happen. Absolutely. (laughs) Natalie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, We we really like the the candid um, conversation and and the uh, the construction piece is so super interesting, especially to Kyle and and myself as well. San Diego's a a ripe for construction market, so always interesting. And uh, thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Like I said, it it was great chatting with you guys. Great. And we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to the Investories Podcast. We all have a story. What's yours? The Investories Podcast.